Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. The story that I wanted to talk about was this Karen. Like a literal, real-life Karen has come out of the woodwork and has... They always do. I mean, it's inevitable. Well, in this case, uh, I mean, I'd never heard of this lady before, but I don't live around her. She lives in a town in New Hampshire called Atkinson, which is in Rockingham County. That's sort of east of... I thought that was Vermont. There may be an Atkinson, Vermont. I don't know, but... Uh, no, I thought a, Rockingham was Vermont. There's probably... That's okay, probably in yeah, Vermont, fair too. Fair point. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the states around here have the same town names. But this lady, uh, Karen, Karen Sue Steele... Her, oh, her name is actually Karen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't make it up. Nope. Real-life Karen here. Uh, she has filed uh, some sort of a complaint, which apparently was just filed by email, with the what's called the Ballot Law Commission. Now, I don't know a whole lot about the Ballot Law Commission, but as I understand it, they have some jurisdiction over whether or not you know things are legal when it comes to qualifying for a ballot mm-hmm. or... Uh, should somebody be allowed to hold office? You know that kind of thing. So, so she, she filed, so Karen did a Karen thing. She filed a complaint. That's right. And what what does she expect this to accomplish? She specifically wants to have every single state representative who voted earlier this year on what was then called CACR 32. It was the uh, constitutional amendment, the proposed constitutional amendment, that if the state house and the state senate would have passed it with more than three-fifths of each house uh, voting for it, then it would have gone on the ballot. And then the people of New Hampshire would have been asked the question of, should, and I've got the actual wording down here, but should we amend the constitution to say the following? Quote, uh, this would add Article 7A underneath Article 7 of the Bill of Rights. Independent nation, New Hampshire peaceably declares independence from the United States and immediately proceeds as a sovereign nation. All of the references to the United States in this Constitution, state statutes, and regulations are nullified. So this Man, bill, the world that could have been, though. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it sounds like democracy. I mean, right. that's, I mean, that's, what that's what's all, curious about this, That's what this, they're right? all about, right? If Supposedly. they voted for this, it never would have declared independence. It would have just allowed the people of New Hampshire to vote on the general ballot. Basically, the 14th Amendment, I don't have the text in front of me, but the most relevant portion is basically says that any candidate for federal office, any state representative, any office holding so, person. So it does include state yes. representatives and not just feds. Yeah, any, any office holding person in any state level office, basically, is included under this control. But all it says is that they cannot be engaging or have engaged in insurrection or rebellion. Okay. Well, define any of those That's terms. That's what I'm right? saying. Go well, ahead and, and look. Go ahead and look. That's it what up. I'm doing. Well, I'm well, looking if, up the if, 14th Amendment. If I you break into a federal building. And and walk around taking selfies. That's mm-hmm. that's considered insurrection these days. Okay, so well, that's I'm, not what we're talking about here. She but says I, this is the Fourteenth Amendment. Yes, it's Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment. But I, but I'm lengthy. saying that's where her mind is right now. She mm-hmm. it, she remembers January sixth, uh, and. Uh, and that qualifies as, you know, the, the, the taking over of government, of U, uh, the U.S. government. I get what you're saying. I don't agree. So, you and so, I don't so agree even if that, you go but... into the bar and have a discussion with your buddy and you're two and you both of you are reps um, and you just dis- and you just want to discuss peacefully divorcing mm-hmm. from the from the from the federal government. That is in her mind's eye. She sees it that way. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I get you're trying to explain her perspective. Yeah, she's a nutter. 
but it's, the re- not, it's neither insurrection nor rebellion. I mean, I've got the no. text of the 14th Amendment in front of me, Section 3. It's long. It's circuitous. It's what you would expect from from such a late but it's a, but it's. I mean, it's actually a discussion. They were putting on the ballot to actually have communication with the people, had to have a discussion. Correct. They weren't actually saying, do this, which would That's be correct. which would be rebellion. But they weren't saying, we're going to do this. They're like, we're going to have a conversation. But that, that could be construed as giving aid to the people who support the idea of secession. I mean, they helped us in the strictest of terms. In theory, if this had passed, they would have helped us get it on the ballot. But none of those things matter. Even if the proposal, let's put aside that this wasn't a proposal to secede and say it was. Let's say it was just a straight up bill to secede from the United States. They weren't going to ask anyone else's permission. I would like that. I like that as well. Uh, That is still not rebellion because it is not as defined in the dictionary. Dictionary Oh, that's right. It requires violence, doesn't it? Uh, at least definition one does. Definition one is open, organized, and armed resistance to one's government or ruler. So what you're saying is every kid that yells at their parents because they got grounded, they're no, no, not no. actually being rebellious because oh, there's no violence. Because there's no two, violence involved. Uh, uh, under definition two, they would be. Uh, definition two is resistance to or defiance of any authority, control, or tradition. If you want to get the uh, the, the picture of this, Karen. Just go to nhexit.us and you will see her face right there, the face of evil. Uh, I don't know that I would call her the face of evil. She's certainly the face of misguided complaints. Good intentions pave the road. Yeah, but what is she trying to accomplish? She's trying to... Strip people of their office. Correct. So, I mean, you can almost argue that's ruining one's... Well, that's not a career. Not here in New Hampshire it isn't, but it's close to it. To be fair, I also want to strip these people of the power of their offices. So I, I'm with her on that. These 14 or you all are running of them. for state rep, by the way. Yes, for the, for the record, <laughs> the exact same position these people have. Yes, well, I would also want to strip away my own powers, okay, right, and the powers of everyone else, right? <laughs> right. The, the the offices should not exist, and if they do exist, no one should fill those offices. So I I agree with her. I just think she as often is the case with Republicans, she isn't going far enough to the logical conclusion, which is that none of these people are fit to hold office. Yeah, but I would start with the bureaucrats, the actual government employees, before you, yeah, go, before, you go, before you go after the reps that are only making, what, $400 a year or something? Uh, 100. One, well, <laughs> I'd go after all of them. Plus a gas stipend. Yeah, but start with the government workers first. Start- well, who, that's, the state reps ultimately created all of those institutions that have the government workers in the first place. I mean, they're the... They're it's as cumulative close to the over root. hundreds of years. Yeah, it's yeah. been building and building until they're finally as close we have to the, root the of monster this tree that we're as you dealing can get. with. Well, as long as the system is, is going to exist, and unfortunately it's not going to go away anytime soon, likely, without some crazy renaissance in how people think about the state, then this woman is trying to essentially short-circuit the democratic process. She's trying to go in and say... I don't even think people should be able to vote for these. Yeah, this is 14. this is what they do when they don't get their way or yeah. something bothers them. They try to make their opposition illegitimate, right? Well, by dis- she, by disqualifying them some way, right? If people actually agree with her, they just won't get reelected, 
right? That's how the the process would work. If if these people pissed off the voters by voting to put something on the ballot so people could vote on independence, then they just won't win their reelections. Right, but that's not the that's mind, not that's not her. the mindset no. that this woman is in. Nope. She believes that there are people who actually who actually committed insurrection in this country, and she also believes that the only way to get rid of the opposition is to uh, throw the book at them. I mean, just look what they've been doing to Trump for what five years now. I mean, constant, constant. Every single day, there's a new, there's new allegations, and that's just the that's oh, just yeah. that's just the big old orange dude. But I mean, they'll take it to every level if they can get away with it. Sylvia is the guy who filed the bill. There were seven co-sponsors, including Mike Sylvia, but he was the prime sponsor. And Hardcore so, libertarian, great awesome guy. guy. Yeah, uh, and longtime uh, Free Talk Live listener too, by the way. So he wrote this. I guess he sent this to some of the media out there because there was a, a report over at indepthnh.org. That's where this got published. Uh, Seven-part response. He wrote this. Number one, a constitutional amendment concurrent resolution, which they call CACR here, is the method by which the people of New Hampshire amend their form of government. Two, a CICR, if passed by the legislature, becomes a question for the people of New Hampshire to decide in the form of a question on the upcoming ballot. Three, only the people of the state may change their government's constitution. Four, Part 1, Article 10, expressly reserves to the people of New Hampshire the right to reform their government. He's referring to the U.S. Constitution there. Five, the proper method for the uh, people... That was the state constitution, right? No. The, the right to... Uh... No, he's oh. referring... Oh, that's well, I guess it's I assumed he's referring to the right... The U.S. Constitution. For Article 10 is the right to revolution. So, yeah, I guess it does. You're right about that. Cody. Yeah. Uh, number five. Which, proper- which, by the way, take that, Karen. Your own stinking state has it at number 10. Uh, if the government doesn't do and doesn't provide as as it has been planned, then uh, we have the right to revolt. And she probably has no idea because she is not from here. I did a little research on Karen and determined that she's actually born. Hold on, or, hold on. And by the way, can revolution ever be considered peaceful? That sounds, I've always Generally, thought Generally, it's violent. Correct. Connecticut or Massachusetts? Neither. Minnesota. Okay. Wow. Yeah. They don't usually breed statists out there. Oh, I mean, not hardcore, not hardcore statists, at least. All right, so let me go on with Mike She Sylvia. should instead move to Massachusetts or Connecticut. He says, number five, the proper method for the people is to exercise their right to reform their government, or to exercise their right to reform their government, is through a CACR. Six, to sanction a legislator for providing a nonviolent avenue to peaceful reform would be chilling and invite other methods which would include insurrection and rebellion. You'd look up her name in Atkinson or Rockingham County, and you will find document after document after document of this woman appearing at various different city councils, various different uh, power company, utility commission. You to know, be fair, meetings. we do that sort of thing, too. Sure, but she wants more government, right? right? Like, she's a busybody in that <laughs> She's in complaining that, that they're not doing things she Enough. wants. Do we know what she does? She's uh, an engineer. Of some sort, hmm. some kind of a, I don't know if it was electrical engineer. There's a, there's a page out there. In fact, that's how I found her picture was she was speaking on a alumni panel at One of my, college. we used, we used to, I especially, we used to attend the, the school, the school board meetings here in, yeah. in Keene. So I just got tired of it. Except numbers are getting lower and lower and lower and lower every numbers year. Of numbers attendees? of attendees. Really? Um, we might just do a sneak attack one, day, one, <laughs> one, 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 one Saturday morning. Yeah, but as we learned from, uh, 
whatever county that was or school district that well. wasn't. Yeah, they, had, they had a special, and I don't even know how it was legal. They, they wasn't. They just violate election. their own rules to do whatever they want. That's what sure. governments do, man. Legality doesn't matter. They for, just proclaim a thing and they do it. For those for those who are not aware, uh, Croydon uh, had their budget, their school budget, halved? Was it halved? That's correct, yeah. The proposed budget was cut in half. And that's because the the people who decide on those budgets are go to a deliberative session and in the and in the in the towns in Keene we actually have a ballot system but in Croydon they just all go to they go to the school on Saturday on a Saturday in February and they decide what the budget will be and in Croydon they said there was such small attendance that a small group like a dozen people went in and says hey let's just have the budget and everyone voted on it and agreed yep this is a good idea yep, and then they came out of the woodworks like nasty little government loving termites the next day all in an uproar and somehow or another they had a and I don't know how they did it they must have talked to the state attorney or, so, or or someone to overrule that decision and had a special meeting. Yeah, so the, there's some sort of rule. We actually had had Ian Underwood on the show. Uh, he's the guy who proposed the budget cut. Uh, he came on with us on Saturday. So if you're interested in hearing the whole story, he, he spends the first hour yeah. with us talking about what happened in Croydon. But essentially, there's some little used statute that says that if people don't like what a you know town meeting Bull did, crap. they Bull can crap. they can call a special meeting to to increase the budget again. Interviewed by telephone, uh, this was in depth nh.org's report on this situation. Ms. Steele Karen said she's very hopeful that the ballot law commission will uphold her position. Quote. I just find it very disturbing that any resident of New Hampshire, much less a state elected official, would go through the effort to even consider secession and to write out such a well-thought-out plan. (laughs) (laughs) What? Does she understand how this country was founded? Does she understand how we planned this? There was literally no plan involved. In fact, that it's was like a the, sen- it's like a sentence statement. Yeah, it's literally one sentence of "We're just going to say goodbye. We'll figure it all out later." That was actually one of the objections from one of the Republicans, the the chairman. That of was the too simple. Committee, well, the chairman of the committee. He's a central control Republican. He wants a plan. He said, oh, I'm not necessarily opposed to the idea, but there's no plan, so shoot it down. Oh, God. And so she's saying there was a well-thought-out plan. Anyway, there absolutely hmm. was not a well-thought-out well, plan. Maybe she's just <laughs> considering how often we talk about this idea. We've been thinking about this for, for me, it's been a whole decade. She says, uh, and constitutional amendment, and to put that forward, it's very disturbing, especially coming from a military family. So she's got to trot that one out there, of course. She's from a military family. My family has fought in at least four wars to protect us from enemies, foreign and domestic, and this is very concerning for me. My family has done that, too, and I support CACR 32. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, the uh, the founder of the New Hampshire Independence PAC, the new uh, fundraising PAC that exists, he's military. Hmm. ex-military his uh, treasurer is also i believe ex-military. i think this woman needs a history book i think she needs to reread she just needs how, to leave this, New how this country yeah. was originally founded uh blood sweat and tears the tree of liberty had to be you know wa- watered mm-hmm. and uh i i'm sorry we're i think we're back there again Ridley, have you been following this karen situation i know that you're a big fan of uh, new hampshire independence 
Oh, yeah, of course I've been following it. I, I sent out a news release to 150 media email addresses. Nice. Uh, the day the day I heard about it, which was two days ago. Good, yeah, uh, I sent I one out yesterday as well to about 50. Good, yeah, I should be there tomorrow at the demonstration. Nice. Um, and uh, But uh, I was calling about something else, since I think you guys are already doing a good job of covering the Karen situation. All but, right. Um, uh, have you guys reported much on uh, Keith Ammon's accident? No, I know that he did get into a car accident and is currently in a wheelchair. You're, you're referring to a Free State Project early mover who is also uh, one of the most effective state representatives in the state house. And luckily, he is still in the land of the living. And, uh, you know, it's, they, it looks like it messed him up pretty bad, though, because he's in a wheelchair still last I saw. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think he's like necessarily permanently injured yeah uh but uh yeah it was, it was a bad accident i think this is about april 30th i didn't hear about it until pretty recently uh but i uh contacted him a few days ago and was asking uh you know kind of what he needs uh and uh he said uh he's not like looking for medical donations or anything apparently but he he did say that he would sure like help with his primary mm. <laughs> so he's still he's not just in the land of the living but he's still pretty active uh, and going full forward with his state rep uh, candidacy uh, for re-election. And uh, so he's, he's asking for donations to his campaign. Uh, and that's uh, Ammon4NH.com, I think is where you go to do that. His name is spelled A-M-M-O-N, so Ammon4NH.com. While you had him on the line, uh, Ridley, did you inquire with him if he has changed his mind about supporting independence or supporting, at the very least, the people voting on independence? No, I didn't. Uh, hmm. I don't think he has been willing to stick his neck out that far. I think he's in too much of a contested district um, to, to feel comfortable doing that. Repetition is definitely key. Now, I'm going to have to look into it because I've cited it so many times, but there's a YouTube video made by someone, I think it was Theremin Trees, that showed, it pointed to research that showed that a person hearing an idea from one person three times has mm. the same psychological effect as hearing it from three different people. So constantly repeating these things and getting those messages out there, it's proven that's to why, be effective. That's why I run for office. It's what I explained this morning on WKBK, uh, which is the local talk radio station I was on as a guest because I'm one of the candidates. It's the Republican primary for New Hampshire State Senate in this area. And there's two people running, and I'm one of them. And so he had me on. The host had me on for oh, that's new. 20 that's, minutes. That's refreshing. Yeah, and it was a good interview. And by the way, he dropped your name, Ridley, as uh, as a regular <laughs> pro-secession Ridley caller. is a regular on that show. Yep. So, uh, and we got to talk about secession. And, nice. And it, was, and it went very, very well. Uh, it was an excellent interview. I actually put it on to the Free Talk Live podcast. So anybody that subscribes to the, uh, the, the Free Talk Live podcast received that today. It's also posted over at freekeen.com. But, you know, he asked me about running for office and, you know, we're, Ari and I are facing these criminal charges and there could be prison in our future. Hopefully there won't be, but it could happen. And so, Can like, you serve from jail, by the way, under New Hampshire uh, regulations? I doubt it. Uh, you certainly cannot run for office as a convicted felon. You have to serve your sentence out before you can run. But I'm already running because right. I'm not convicted, right. so it'll be a weird situation. But let's again, not find out. I mean, you know, first I have to get through the primary, and you know how off, how likely that is to occur is is up in the air. I have no expectation that that Next would month that that would happen. Thirteenth. Uh, but the, but I what I explained to the host was. I don't run for office because I care whether or not I win. 
I run for office to get the word out about mm-hmm. the ideas of liberty, and in this particular case, getting the ideas out about the idea of secession so people can consider this concept Maybe for the first time yep. ever. Rule, rules of three. Keep keep right. hammering it. Or maybe for the second time. Maybe they're going to consider it again. Maybe some people are on the fence, and I can help push them off and persuade them uh, in this way. And I, I brought up the study that recently came out and threw out the URL where people can go and look at all the details, which is also nhexit.us. You started out by talking about Brianna Taylor. This was a woman who was shot to death, apparently, in her home by police, and it was while she was sleeping. And you had an update Correct. on that case. Yes, thank God for the update because it is so important, and I'm speaking to everybody listening who values this program's multiple wonderful, informative guests, callers, and formats of topics. It is so important if you ever need an attorney, question, question, question everything on an arrest report because it turned out that this crooked, fraudulent cop, she should rot in hell when she goes to prison. She and her partner were in cahoots. They falsified information so that the judge would sign a warrant, a no-knock warrant. This was false. And now Brianna Taylor, she should rest in peace, is dead. But what's Mm. more frightening to me or I should say, pardon me, what is as equally frightening, cops don't just have guns and don't always pay attention when they shoot. They have billy clubs and tasers. And bearcats. And flashlights, as Kelly Thomas learned well, in the I'm streets of New Mexico. The traditional weapons that we know of. Yeah, those big giant flashlights are weapons. There's a Absolutely. reason they're that large. They can somebody's be used head. as a weapon, but so can your fist. Or a nail file. Yeah, I'm tell that to Kelly Thomas, who was beaten to death weapon. by like 15 cops with the, with their flashlights. Uh-huh. I mean, they're absolutely weapons. Like, this is a nail file or a fist we're talking about. This is a piece of steel that cops are carrying around with them that I is roughly the... I am not disagreeing with you, ma'am. I am not disagreeing with you at all. When I say taser, billy club, and gun in their holster or in their hand... I mean traditional weapons gotcha. that police carry. So apparently this woman, uh, the former police officer who's pled guilty now, uh, pled to a conspiracy charge conspiring to falsify the warrant. Charge. Yes. And she's yes. facing up to five years in prison. Those plain clothed officers were up to something. And I don't know if they were uh, looking for drugs for, the, for themselves and or money because they knew something. Something mm-hmm. was up. And... Uh, because because everything about that case is just is just it just stinks. I do want to clarify that I don't think that this woman should this police officer this former police officer I don't think that she should get six months or two years of probation or whatever. Yeah. I think with the way that the American justice system set up, even if she wasn't a cop, the most likely sentence is going to be something like a, a few years of probation. Yeah. You're saying you think that she. Sh- what do you, what do you think that she should get for for just I'm not blindly a, firing into an apartment and killing a person? She didn't do that. Personally, I'm not a fan of retribution based justice. I don't think that punishing her for something she did wrong is going to do any good. Well, it's, let's it's be not clear. going to bring Beyonce Taylor back, and it's but not how going do to make you, anyone feel better. But what about justice? That's not justice. That's retribution. Let's just be clear. That's uh, revenge. She's not accused of having done that. 
as I uh, understand there were, it. There were three officers. I know one of them was accused of the fatal shot. And, yeah. it, and of course, the city already paid this family a huge sum of money. So, this I mean, is is a, that, is, could that be considered retribution? This is a woman yeah, who... Yeah, it's just punishment. It, it's not... The, the only way that they're ever going to have justice is for the people who were victims to forgive the transgressors. You, you can't punish... Well, what if, well, what if you, you can't punish someone into, being, into justice. Well, the woman's... Brianna's dead, so she can never forgive these officers. She's no, gone. She can't. So yeah. how do you? How do you? Well, her family has to. I mean, or, or there's no one. There's no one who can. Um, that, that's the, that's well, exactly I'm, I'm, the issue with murder here. You can't undo that. I, I, You're I, basically asking, well, how do we undo this? How, how do we bring us the the universe back to equilibrium and justice? You can't. On, Someone was murdered. That's ground zero. You can't undo it. On Brianna's behalf, as a fellow human being. I am not okay with this, and I think that he's all three of those officers who rot. Then you're as well, bad they as the are officer. Facing, to be How? fair, I want retribution. To, so did the officer. These, they could have done it to me. They could have come to my house looking for something, and they could have planted guns on me, and they could have taken me out. I tend to take Arya's side on this. I don't think retribution is very effective at changing people's behavior in the future. In general, I I more lean on the side of some sort of restitution. We've come to the conclusion, or at least the suggestion. That maybe podcasting our full radio show has been holding us back from any kind of significant growth. We just haven't seen it over the years. It has been a little up, a little bit down, a little bit up, down. You know, the, the sort of the waves that you would expect from well habits changing and stuff. It has been up since Mark primarily left the show. <laughs> I mean, that's that, true. That's those are, the numbers really? don't yeah, lie. That's true. Yeah. It, it's it has steadily climbed since Mark's whatever word it would. Best characterize his gallop. Permanent vacation. So yes. He's adventuring. Yeah. Pros- yes. Prospecting. Right. And the numbers have, for the podcast have just consistently gone up. Huh. Until? Until we switched to uh, the new platform, uh, Megaphone, a number yeah. of months, about two months ago, which, as I understand it, they, they measure the metrics differently. So it's unclear how many viewers or listeners we actually lost versus gained because now... You know how the federal government changed how they measure inflation back in the Mm -hmm. 80s? Well, it's like that, but with podcast listens. So we don't really know how the numbers have changed because we don't know what calculations they're using to figure out how many listeners are downloading each episode because of, the of course they now. want make you think that you're that you're doing great no they want to make us think that we're doing less than good they because might. they're going to pay us yeah. presumably ah. the better we do so now what's this new move so the idea is that we've had the daily digest from our friend riley a uh, longtime supporter and listener of Free Talk Live, who's been producing these every single day with very few breaks. I think he takes like a week off in December and maybe here and there a couple days. But uh, he's very dedicated to it and did it basically as a volunteer thing. And some people donated to him. But now we're going to make the, uh, di- uh, the Daily Digest into our official podcast and replace the full radio show with the Digest. But it's going to be an expanded Digest. So the Digest usually is like 25, 30 minutes. Now it's going to be in the like 45 to an hour range. So we're going to be cutting out some of the sort of the repetitive stuff. Like every time we come back from break, we say similar stuff because we're doing a radio show. Will will the full show be available anywhere? It will, yeah. Uh, So obviously you're still going to be able to listen live any night, 7 to 10 at night, Eastern Time. You can get video archives anytime in full over at video.freetalklive.com. And if you want to get the full radio show with no commercials in it, that's still going to be available through the AMPS uh, Patreon. So anybody that's on the AMPS Patreon, 
will continue to have full access to the full radio program. So that's not going away, per se, that will still be out there. But the idea was maybe doing all the radio stuff in a podcast isn't a good idea. I just have a real honest question. Did Aria earlier, or did I mishear, say that the show would be better without Mark Edge? She she did. She no, I didn't. <laughs> no, she just said the. She said it, no, 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 She up. said it got better. No, I didn't. Wait, what did you say? I said it became more popular. That that's a provable statistical thing we can track. We can look at those numbers and we can definitively say, look, uh, around around the time of the raid in March of. 2021 mark edge was almost never on free talk live and after that for the next ever since he's been on the show maybe two dozen total times yeah but didn't other things happen as well new guests it doesn't matter i'm not i i didn't say we got raided that always increases listenership and i didn't say that you know mark was a bad host and that mark was unpopular or anything like that all i said was if you look at the numbers it's a provable fact that Mark well, left the show, and at the same time, if he was unpopular. Wouldn't he have less viewers? Did, did I say that he was unpopular again? You're interrupting thought, me. I'm no, literally Matt, pointing out that arguing, I did not say that. Not arguing. Not arguing. Right, so obviously, you're a Mark Edge fan. No, I like him. I like all of you guys. I'm, I've never said that Mark's a great host. Mark is a fantastic uh, like, talk show host. I like Mark, and There's I like no Chris. Is Chris Reitman still on every now and then? No, he's not. Unfortunately, he's... I'm prohibited from uh, contacting oh, Chris Oh, I forgot all the, about that. The bail conditions. And ever since he started his own business, he's been just... Busy, busy, busy. Has busy, 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 cashed out on the whole Honduras Island thing, or is that still going? I'm Has curious. he cashed out on it? No, he's fully into it. I mean, he's, he's oh, okay. I believe, there right now, if I uh, am I I correct so. about that. yeah. And on the subject of Mark, he knows... That the numbers have gone up consistently since he hasn't been on the show since last March. He's aware of this. I love yeah. poking fun at him about this. <laughs> he knows, right? It's yeah. not a mystery. It's not a secret. It's not a shot at Mark. It's just how things happened. Yeah, it could have been a coincidence. Who knows? Uh, anything else, Jack? Oh, yeah. Um, just that, you know, sometimes I feel like Arya, and I don't want to make you mad, Arya, but. You seem to um, not play a certain type of thing, but then when it's a really, really comfortable for you, you do. Not and play a certain of type of thing? I don't understand what you're yeah. saying. Can you be specific? You pull you pull a card out sometimes. You say you don't, but then you do. What card? It's like sometimes... The trans card? I'm not going to say it because then I'll be called something. Is it the trans card? They, <laughs> yeah, and okay. you you say you don't, which I love the way you think about those things. By the way, the way you're open about it, and I appreciate what you do and who you are. But I'm saying, but then sometimes you're like, well, but you're talking to a transsexual, you know? It's like, ah. well, usually it's pulled out when somebody's saying something. Like last night, we had a guest on the show that was saying things about trans people in his posts online, and so it was completely relevant. This is New Hampshire. There are a lot of blue dog union-loving, kind of conservative Democrats in New Hampshire. I suspect she's not one of them. Uh, According to IndepthNH.org's article on this subject, asked about any prior political activity on her part, Steele said she has never run for office, which is a surprise, but is a registered Democrat and, quote, I'm active politically in that respect, unquote. She said seeing that bill appear caught her attention and it worried her, quote, especially now as we're coming up on the next election cycle. Yeah, if they don't come right out and say they're progressive 
then Democrats in New Hampshire means a different thing to me now. Now that I've well, been, this lady's been around not a New them. Hampshire native, she's from Minnesota. She's a transplant here, so she's a Democrat activist who moved here to New Hampshire, and she is active. This woman, you look up her name, Karen Sue Steele, Atkinson, New Hampshire, or look in Rockingham County, Karen right. Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E, and you will find no shortage. She sat in front of uh, the... There's like a town next door to where she lives because I was out looking for vi- – I wanted to find her picture, right? So last – you know, when I was writing this article at NHExit.us, I'm combing around trying to find this lady. I found a video of her testifying in front of the next town over, things like Danville, mm-hmm. uh, about some sort of water and soil board or whatever. Some oh, kind good of, Lord. Some kind of water, really boring thing. And she talked to these people for an hour and a half, sitting there with her mask on, and it, and unfortunately the video was just too far away. It was like no good to get a, a screen cap off of it. But luckily, I was able to find her picture in a couple other places. So, uh, the, so she enjoys this sort of thing. You'd have yeah. to enjoy it to like go sit in a mask for an hour and a half talking to a city council about soil and water or whatever. She uh, made the point that this is a violation of the 14th Amendment in the U.S. Constitution, Section 3. You looked it up earlier, Aria, and basically we've already heard this one. It was brought up during the public hearing, or I think it might have been after the public hearing. Brody Deshays, who's a state uh, state representative who sort of led the charge against independence, he is a registered Republican. He's one of the worst Republicans with one of the lowest liberty ratings of all the Republicans in the state house. He's terrible, and he's a young guy, and he's got a he's got a clear eye on becoming governor or president or something someday. He's definitely like a you know he wants to rise up in the world of politics, and so he's doing the best he can to slob the knob of the federal government. And he he <laughs> draw you know he dropped it out there. He brought up the Fourteenth Amendment, and Mike Sylvia. Uh, the prime sponsor of CACR 32, argued in an interesting post on his website, which I I wrote about over at NHExit.us, where he answered these concerns. uh, And he pointed out that anybody that actually bothers to look up these terms, rebellion or insurrection, in a dictionary, would see they both involve violence against the state. And clearly, this is not a violent act. Conan, uh, you wanted to comment on Woke Hollywood? Well, let me do the review of this new show okay. first. It's, uh, it's something that I grew up reading. Uh, I, was never, I was never a huge fan of the Sandman. Um, it's a comic book. I did, however, date two separate girls who were complete nutty nut fans of the this Sandman. This is a comic book? This is a comic book? Yeah, ex- you, exactly. Girls that read comic <laughs> books? And two I've, of them? I've, I've always said that gay men really speaks to the ladies this is the he, artist he's a writer? well he's not he's a writer okay. he, i don't think he's ever done any art himself but he collaborates with a lot of artists mm-hmm. um, and his name is gayman neil gayman oh okay he's english yeah, uh, i know him he was he's, he's he wrote hammer of the gods he wrote uh, american american gods that, that's what i meant yeah a, a nancy boys uh the one with the uh, uh it'll come to me anyways how old is this series when did it come out came out in the early 90s okay um, I have never gotten past the first dozen uh, Sandmans. I, for one thing, I didn't have access, good access to them. Now that I, now I do, and I'm actually considering going through. Now that I've, you know, that the the uh, this new Netflix adaptation is out, mm-hmm. um, I, it, it's a it's a very he's a very intriguing character. Basically, basically, you have these aren't gods; they call themselves the Endless, and they are basically human uh emotions uh that have been um 
uh, immortalized. So you have you have dr- he, the Sandman is dream, and okay. you have desire, you have delusion, you have destiny. So they're, they're like all they're manifestations. All, manifestations these, is the word I was looking okay, for of these emotions. That they're be- all and they're all siblings. And okay. of course, you have you have you have a lot of gods and goddesses, and you have uh, you have hell. Is there like happy and anger and all of these other? Or, or, that, or are they states like? Possibly, Dreaming. if they if they have desire and delusion, okay. I'm assuming that there's a probably a, a, a happy out there. Sure, I, I'm I'm not you know criticizing. I just have never heard of this, so I'm trying to learn more about it's it. It's kind of uh, a lot. I, I think a lot of people have not encountered this. Uh, this is, and this Netflix series is going to be the first time anyone has actually so, come so, acro- come across this. Ever. It's like Pandora's box, essentially. Pando- they- Pandora's. I'm pretty sure Pandora is going to be one of the stories. When you say they summon him, was he not a human before they summon him? Was he like in the? He's ether? never. He's never a human. He is. Oh, it's like summoning a He is the manifestation of a human dream. Okay, but he's in. I thought you said he was in human form. Correct. He takes on human form because that's easy but for us humans to understand. Okay. I don't. I wouldn't say that he's a god. Okay. Is he? Can you kill him? Uh, you can capture him. I see. But maybe, and I'm sure that there are gods that can be killed. I know in American gods, which is a which is a Neil Gaiman classic. They can most definitely be killed. Can he control people's dreams when he's in human form? He, if he's in the, if he's in your dream, yes. So he can go into your dream even though he's in a human form. He still has all his powers. He's always in human form. Got it. Okay. And he uses he has some familiars. He has he has uh, it's either crows or ravens. Okay, sounds like the god of dreams to me. It's it's very intriguing. What makes I, him different it, from Freddy Krueger? He doesn't. You know, he doesn't scare the hell out of okay. people and try to kill them. But, yes, he does. Sure, he does. No, not but, all the but, time. But he is in control of nightmares. But right. he's also uh, okay. in control okay. of happy dreams. So he's half Freddy Krueger and half he's whatever dr- the equivalent would dream. be for happy dreams. He's dream. You guys are beating us to death. Anyways, <laughs> we're just trying to wrap our minds around the concept yeah, that we we've don't never know really heard. I I do recommend this one. We're going to get into seen the whole series. We're going to get into the first series, series one. Right. We're going to get into woke, and okay. it is absolutely woke. Neil Gaiman hmm. has always been woke. He's been woke before I knew what the word meant. I don't know that work, woke is even the right way to describe him. I mean, he's certainly progressive. He's socially tolerant, socially progressive. Trust me. Just watch any interviews of Neil Gaiman. He, I mean, he, by the way, re- he narrates all his books. You can just tell the mm-hmm. guy. He's he he's. I've been and, reading and, him and, most and, of my life. I'm and, aware and I, of him. And when I say woke, he is very interested in. Uh, wearing that badge on his chest, he's he's interested in having that feather in his hat that says, "I am an ally of these these types of people, these particular people." I stand with these people, mm-hmm. and, and, and and I'm going to create art that uh, helps support their cause. My point though is that this is like that would be it's like characterizing Star Trek as woke. It's like no, the, these things were they exhibited these characteristics long before. You got popular on Twitter by hashtag LGBTQ or whatever, right? Neil Gaiman, or Neil Gaiman, I don't know which one it's actually supposed to be. He's been out there on the forefront of this just like uh, Stan Lee has for most of his life. Yep. Long before people said, you know, this is woke culture, he I was would out never, there. You made, this, you made that correlation last week of, of Stan Lee. I, have, I guess I haven't heard enough interviews with Stan to have ever come to that conclusion. Sarah, do you consider yourself to be woke? You said I'm the bottom of a lotum pool. You said I'm I'm not a worthy person. Is that what you said? What? Uh, no, those words did not come out of my mouth. I said you might describe yourself as woke. 
Are you someone who describes yourself as woke? What's a woke? W. She's not on the internet. W-O-K-E. You'd think it would get around at her communist meetings or whatever, but maybe not. No, this is a derogatory. Well, it's a, a derogatory term. They don't. They don't. Con- they don't call themselves woke. Oh no, no. Back, like I said, back oh, I in the seventies, the civil rights movement. Oh, it, uh, ha- hell yeah. Uh, even fifteen years ago, there were a lot of there were a lot of rappers. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think there are even there are even notable songs about how woke I am. But it doesn't mean that anymore. Now it's derogatory. Well, woke used to be, and it used to be an expression used by people on the right. Like you took the red pill kind of thing. Yeah. Uh huh. What do you think, oh, well, Sarah? That's, no, I, no, that's red. That's red pilled. It's also been called waking up it's a, or awakened. It's just two yeah. ways of saying the same thing. I have not heard woke in the last decade ever mean anything it's been positive. It's probably more than a decade at this point, but yeah. Well, I, yeah, I can't, I can't keep up with all this Ebonics. <laughs> I found me, yeah, that is too much Ebonics for me. Okay. Yeah. So what were you calling about tonight? Yes, I'm so excited because um, I have a, a grocery store that I got an organic Sloppy Joe's with natural local meat. I can't. And she's just she's just, she's just calling to rub this in because she knows how I feel about this. Go ahead, go ahead, Sarah. I know where you're going with this. Okay. What did you I What did you use to pay for your uh, organic sloppy joes? It was eight dollars on EBT, and I'm and that was served on a real plate, not a not a takeout. Damn, living large. Oh wait, 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 wait! You didn't cook, you got these prepared somewhere? That's right. And it was Grocery warm. Store. It was not a cold sandwich. It was um, like a cafe shop. But our state, New Mexico, we we pay EBT with hot foods now. So I could get a hot. I got a yeah. hot food. Yeah. I could get a hot latte. There's no reason to ever you know get what? off of That's... welfare now. You get hot food. So uh, so Sweet. Sarah, when are you going to? Uh, when are you going to thank us for your for your meal today? Is that or well, is that why, why you why called to thank you us? Guys? Because, who do you who do you think paid for it, Sarah? <laughs> who do you think paid for hey, it? You know what? My mom worked for thirty five years as a. Nurse I don't care about your mom. I don't care about okay. your mom. Who I care about the people who are working right now, and I also care about our children and our grandchildren who are taking on this debt. I, I do want to pay ask for that. your effing sloppy Joe. I, I organic, sloppy. organic sloppy Joe. Sarah, you should be eating ramen and you should be eating rice, ramen, beans, and water. Sarah, that's all you're worthy of. <laughs> Sarah, who do you think paid for your your meal though? The sloppy Joes. Who, like, really? Who do you think paid well, for that? Those, uh, hey, you know, you know why I get the buy the hot lattes, hot tea, no, 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 and uh, hot sloppy Joes. You know why we're doing it. Because of the fire victims that lost their home. I don't care now, about that. What the hell does that have to do with it? Sarah, anything? I don't care about that. Okay, do, so who I, do you think looking... paid for it? That's all I want to know the answer to. Well, everybody that work and pay taxes, that's the okay. whole community. Right. It's there for people that need it. I agree with you completely, Conan. She absolutely is able to, th- to think to some extent. This woman could. <laughs> she could do simple she could jobs. Run a cash no. register. She can run, she can, you know, like you said, greet at a Walmart. She could do phone work if she wanted. Obviously, she can dial a phone number, right? She could do, uh, you do you surveys, know, yeah, phone surveys, phone and banking crap. or whatever. Yeah. Somebody hires you to call for, you know, oh, you want a free vacation, all that stupid crap. She can do that. And in today's, Follow the in today's climate, yeah. with all of the help for help signs in Windows, there is, you cannot there's tell no me there's no, there's no excuse. It's there's just pure laziness. No excuse. It's pure laziness. She's been on welfare for her literally her whole life. Uh, the only time she's ever 
I think ever worked was, if I recall correctly, she was like 17 or something. And I don't even know how long that lasted. Well, she's, I've had, literally the whole time she's been I'm coming to, I'm coming, honestly, I'm coming to my end of being able to tolerate anything from, I know some people like her stupid conversations that she brings, the the traffic lights and the speeding tickets and the whole nine, but I'm done. She's entertaining. I'm done. I mean, that was really entertaining though, Conan. It was. It's how I, well, it's how I feel. Yeah. Well, you should feel that way. She is absolutely taking advantage. And by the way, I think a lot of people feel just exactly the same way, except they're afraid to talk to these people because they can't because it's, because it's not. It's, it's not politically do? correct. It you can't do talk good. to Sarah. I mean, she is a parasite who is proud of being a parasite. She knows that's the worst, she's that, a parasite. That is, that is the worst part about this. Is she, she's she's rubbing it in. Because she knows how I feel about EBT. Mm-hmm. She was just calling to rub that in my face, man. No, dude, she doesn't care about you. She She's just proud of this. She thinks that this is a good thing. This is a wonderful development for all of the parasites right, out now there. she can get hot, organic, sloppy Joe So I get So I guess in that sense, she was trying to rub it in your face. Yes, she but, was. More broadly, she was trying to to rejoice over this. Like, mm-hmm. look, she can now now she no longer has to go buy the ground beef or the ground turkey or whatever and cook it herself. She can get it ready made for yeah. three times Eight the bucks. price. Yeah. She's she won. She won the game. Of course, I'm still playing. I am still playing. The game isn't over. Listen, you guys just got off the phone with uh, Sarah, and she she had gotten herself some sloppy joes or something like that. I was curious. She said it was uh, um, organic and all that. So I'm wondering if it was meat or if it was some sort of a, you know, meat vegetable mixture or something. Well, there's plenty of organic pure meats, right? Like, I think it's the way they feed the cow, right? You know, I would have thought she might be vegan. But anyways, the... uh, the thing is, is that she's, you know, the claim is she's got this uh, bipolar and um, this doctor, uh, Sean Baker, who's um, getting into uh, seriously uh, healing people uh, with a carnivore diet mm-hmm. and yeah. and they're getting, you know, uh, Dr. Sean Baker, he's got a big YouTube channel, uh, and he um, uh, he's actually you know having really good ex- experience with helping people. Yeah, Sarah doesn't have on. bipolar disorder though. She she, she has she, she, says she has she does. late look. No one with actual bipolar disorder is able to dedicate themselves to calling multiple radio shows at the same time every single day, seven days a really? week. Okay. At know. some point, she would but have some sort of bipolar episode and just be totally unable to call. Maybe she is now after I yelled at her. Here, here's the thing. But Aria. that's that's too predictable it's, it's to qualify that, as bipolar you, disorder. It's a pushback to her whenever she calls. It's a cop out. It's a scapegoat. She she's probably just just fine, and she's been telling herself that she's had this problem her whole life, mm-hmm. and she's using it as a gold a gold you ticket. Know, you know, I I would love it to hear her find out about this 
Sean, Dr. Sean Baker. Yeah, but she doesn't have internet. And she doesn't listen when we talk to her. Yeah, she just wants to call and spout off. Although I will say this, I do follow uh, this character. I I saw him on uh, Twitter once upon a time, and it seemed pretty entertaining. So I followed him, and every now and then I, I enjoy it when he posts reaction videos he'll post a video of like some crazy vegan eating meat for the first time no no like a a crazy vegan making some sort of crazy vegan thing that's trying to imitate meat i just wanted to call and comment on sarah from new mexico's uh call sure you guys are discussing and that was kind of a a one more i don't know somewhat memorable sarah call i know you get them a lot um and i was just thinking um that it really takes a market and kind of a capitalist um society and economy to really, you know, accommodate someone like Sarah in that way for her to be getting, I mean, never mind the provision of all this organic sloppy joes and organic lattes and stuff that she's getting with the EBT card, but even to be able to have uh, uh, the abundance to, you know, have that program and even also having a, a monetary system. So a little bit of benefits can be deposited every month um, and, and, and that can represent like her, you know, she she can use that to purchase the. Um, but but the, but wait but wait a minute. There isn't an abundance, and there isn't. This is this is not sustainable. This is too many too many Sarahs out there are taking advantage of the system, and they are they are bringing the ship the already sinking ship. They are they are. Even if there's only one Sarah, though, there is now less abundance in the world because Sarah consumed more than she produced. Correct. So, mm. but now, more and more of these parasites are taking advantage and they are burning the whole building down right, around but us. Even if she's the only one, she should feel terrible as a human being. She's a net drag on society and everyone around her, the world, humans, individuals around the world would be better off if Sarah never even existed. And can you even ever call it a capitalist system whenever someone is taking money from the rest of the, of the people? A lot of conservatives and anti-communists, they want to make this argument, uh-huh, everyone's a communist until you share your wives. People are not freaking property. You can't share a person like their property. That, that's why that doesn't apply to communism in the first place. No one expects communists to share their wives and their husbands because they're not freaking property. They're human beings. Yes, but there's a certain... Yeah, but the, everyone owns your wife. No, you, you can't yeah. own a person. That, that's why communism is so dumb when they talk about <laughs> we own the, the means. That's yeah. not a person. That's not how communism works. Everybody's, I, I, everyone is property. I know a ton everyone of communists, and I've never met a single one who said human beings are property. Not a single one who and, said and, you have to yeah. share your and wife t- because t- your t- wife t- is your property. Until you start preaching against I've the state. I've heard a lot of Christians and, say and that wives are property. And you find yourself in the gulag. Are there some yes. communists who have open relationships and some who don't? I'm sure there are. Right. So the ones who don't want to have an open relationship... Don't want to because they believe they have some sort of exclusivity in a, in a relationship that they've come to agree with, and the ones that want to have access. How do they, but to how do they warrant? How do they warrant get away with that? All you all you have to do because is have your neighbors say property. Yeah, that's I but agree with Ari on this that, that's how you get around really it. You go, my that. wife's a human being. She's not a piece of property for me to share. Look at that. She's a human being. And you, there's no longer any issue there. No one goes, uh, Ian, how, how did, dare you not? I don't, sh- I don't remember. Your... How did they revol- resolve it in the movie? I don't remember either. But they, it, they, they, had, they fought it out, didn't they? I don't recall the, the, the details. It's been probably 15 years since I've well, seen it. Well, I know that those poor Russians were living in squalor. It was yeah, just nasty. Sure it was were. horrible. 
Anything else, well, Penguin? I don't, I don't know about all. I don't. I wasn't there in the Soviet Union. I don't know about all that. But I know that you know when you have when when, it, when it's a gift economy, then I I, I think um, I, I, when someone is it not if you're all equally productive, sure. If you want to do it, have have a blast. But I don't think that I think people overestimate how long people would tolerate Sarah in a um, non-market economy. All right, Conan, uh, what else do we need to know about this uh, Sandman series that you've been uh, enjoying? Eighty-three uh, percent rating, uh, uh, audience score on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, as uh, in Ari did mention something important, uh, if the director or, the, or if the writer did not direct the episodes. Is it then, in fact, fan fiction? Uh, let me ask you, if it's a collaboration, if you are the screenwriter, you're in the same room with the director, and there may be other screenwriters as well. If you're all, if he's sitting there and he is overseeing his own creation being uh, basically handed out. Yeah, there's uh, no to, way that's fan fiction. That's not that's fan not fiction, fan. but well, I, I don't know. it's a uh, collaboration. The, the reason I realized this was the conversation about uh, the mermaid, Little Mermaid, that we had recently, where, where I realized after the fact that, you know, that all of the Little Mermaid iterations that have come and gone since the original were basically just glorified fan fiction. Whether right. or not someone put a lot of money behind mm-hmm. them or not, it was still, you know, someone came along later who liked it, who redid it. These are all. This is gaming. He it's is, very he different is, when he we're talking. In the room. I understand, but it's all very different when we're talking about television series and movies. This isn't a book written by a single person or a comic book written by like one illustrator and one author, right? Why does that matter? Hundreds of people go into making a movie, right? I mean, sure, but only so many people write it. And by the way, there have been. Yes, I think, I think there, there have been there have been collaborations as far as the comic book is concerned as well. It, different different illustrators, uh, different writers, just yeah, like just like many comic absolutely. books. Absolutely, and then the actors play a role. And you can take you know, if you if, if Christopher Cantwell was the best actor in the universe, and you took him and you put him in this, you, you still wouldn't get a pro what a pro woke message out of it just because that's who he is as a person right so all of these people they they play a part in this great big production that is the movie or the show i would imagine that the director and the writer neil gaiman or gaiman have the biggest influences on that and that it probably would not qualify as fan fiction okay i would agree and if i would just say this if the if the right if the original creator the writer uh, has not does not have a hand uh, in the in the creation, if there is any change, any minute change, you could classify it as fan fiction. Hmm. Uh, if it is spot on, everything is word for word. Everyone looks the way that they were described in the original. I think you could still classify it as fan fiction if the if the original creator didn't sign off on it. The one thing, the change that got me, it just blows my mind. How just uh, in my in my face and probably in other people's faces as well is how gay this movie is. I mean, <laughs> I mean, every- that's what got me about the BBC series. That's what the BBC is, man. They've got like twelve actors, and half of them are gay. Everyone in this show is either gay or gay curious hmm. or really, really gay friendly. <laughs> Was the comic book like that? There are a couple of gays, yeah, okay. but not every single freaking character. I mean, wow. it's like, all right, so if in this in the case of inclusivity. Mm-hmm. What, when are they going to get to a point where it's like, 
well, I'm not being represented. Mm-hmm. Where's my straight white dude? Because there's because it's <laughs> well, you've got millions of those to choose from. To be fair, not, in this, bad not, guy, not in this show. You don't. Okay, no, so yeah, you, the bad guy, white guy. Okay, yeah. so totally the, gay. So there's this one show that you have that you want to like that, that I want to like because it's dark fantasy. <laughs> I grew up reading this these things. one out of tens of thousands of shows on Netflix. Not tens of thousands. From years ago, Probably yes. Anymore, yeah. From the years ago, because it's changing. It, the, the landscape has changed to this new gayer landscape where <laughs> I am no longer being. I am no longer being represented, which is the whole argument. The whole argument is representation, mm-hmm. right? That's what yeah, they, that's they what come right said. out. These actors say, "We need more representation. We need more blacks. We need more gays. We need more Hispanics. We need more of this and this and this." I mean, we knew people would do this. They always over adjust to problems, right? Yes, it was a problem that there weren't more LGBTQ people, more black people, more people of color, and more women in movies mm-hmm. and shows. That was and obviously the, a problem. And now the pendulum, pendulum has, swung. has yeah. swung too far to the left or the right or whatever direction you think it's going. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting to now now people like myself, super straights. Are coming out, are coming out, and they're like, "Like, hold on, man! This is getting, this is going overboard. You're not representing me any longer." And by the way, where are the Hispanics? It's like, where are the Asians? Why are the Asians never represented in these in these new Netflix Hollywood uh, woke wokeisms? Because Disney bought China. I mean, if you want, you would think with if you want you would Asians, think, go you would to think Disney. with the the China. Uh, uh, Compa- uh, comparison, the companionship between Hollywood and China. You think there'd be more Asians? Oh no, D- Disney kicked everyone out. If you want, you know, uh, pro Asia stuff, just go to Disney Plus. That's where you're going to find every bit of that. Mm. Despite all of that, it's very beautiful. It's it's pretty. The CGI is. It looks good. The dream effects. The the. It, it's very pleasant to the eyes. Uh, every, I I can't say that there are any bad actors. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.